Welcome to the Physics Central Podcast. I'm Callie Cofield. Our planet is surrounded by something called the Van Allen radiation belts. These are regions that are full of highly energetic, fast-moving particles that can occasionally wreak havoc on orbiting satellites. So how do these particles get their energy, and how can we hope to predict when they will be harmful to satellites? New research from a pair of NASA probes may have some answers. That's today on the Physics Central Podcast. If you go outside at night and take a look up at the sky, you see stars and lots of other things that are far away. And that transparency sometimes gives the impression that the area around the Earth is empty. In actuality, there's a tremendous amount of activity in the region around the Earth, and humans have been studying that activity since the dawn of the space age. In 1958, NASA launched the Explorer 1 probe, the first U.S. satellite to explore what we call outer space. So the probe headed straight up off the surface of the Earth. Our atmosphere is thick with oxygen and nitrogen and other atoms for about 12 miles. And then the air becomes thinner and thinner until at about 30 miles above the surface of the Earth, those atoms start to break down. The radiation from the sun begins to break them apart into their constituent particles, electrons and protons and neutrons. And that region is known as the ionosphere, and it eventually blends into another region called the magnetosphere. And for hundreds of thousands of miles, the space above the Earth appears empty to our eyes, but is actually teeming with activity. The space environment is just kind of filled with a, a sea of, of plasma, which in this case means um, electrons and protons, so charged particles, and then the magnetic and electric fields that move those particles around. This is Jeff Reeves. He's an astrophysicist at Los Alamos National Laboratory, and he studies some of the activity that goes on in this region above the Earth. Now, when the Explorer mission first reached this plasma ocean, it found that some areas were relatively calm. And then, suddenly, it arrived in an area where the particles were juiced up with millions of electron volts of energy and moving at nearly the speed of light. This region of fierce activity became known as the Van Allen Radiation Belts, named after James Van Allen, who designed the instrument that first detected them. The Van Allen Belts begin at about 60 miles above the Earth's surface, and they extend to an altitude of 60,000 miles. And they create sort of donut-shaped shells around the Earth. High-energy particles rain down on the Earth every day. They come from exploding stars and eruptions on the surface of the sun. These are violent, fiery events. But the Van Allen particles are not the product of an explosion or any visible event. So they have to have some acceleration mechanism, something giving them all that energy in their local environment. And for 60 years, scientists have wondered what that mechanism is, where those particles get all that energy. 
And that question has taken on a new importance in the last few decades. With these very energetic electrons, the Van Allen belt electrons, they have enough energy that they penetrate right through the skin of a satellite and get embedded in the electronics inside the satellite. So when there's enough of these really energetic electrons, they start building up charge inside satellite components. And eventually that will discharge and create a spark that uh, can do anything from creating phantom signals on a communications line to actually destroying a circuit board. So the Van Allen belts don't really affect us directly here on Earth in terms of you know, electrons coming down and hitting people or anything, um, but they do affect the satellites that, that we rely on in a technological society. So you, know, you swipe your credit card at the gas station and most likely that, satellite, that transaction is going to go through a satellite before it goes to your bank. Life in the Van Allen belts is never easy, but some days are better than others. And that variation largely depends on the sun. On a regular basis, there are explosions or eruptions on the sun that send waves of high-energy particles hurtling toward the Earth. And these are known as solar storms. And these storms have a big influence on the Van Allen belts, but the exact relationship between these two things isn't exactly straightforward. People generally thought that a big solar storm would create a big enhancement of the radiation belts and a small one would create a small enhancement. Uh, what we found was that not only was that not true, but that some solar storms would make the radiation belts a thousand times more intense. Other solar storms pretty much wiped out the radiation belt. So instead of intensifying, they de-intensified. In fact, they almost went away. Um, or sometimes a storm would come along and it hardly changed the radiation belts at all. In 2006, Reeves was part of a group of scientists that wrote a proposal to NASA to send two probes into space specifically to study the Van Allen belts. NASA approved the mission and Reeves helped design one of the instruments that went on board. And in the fall of 2012, as the probes were slowly turning on, Reeves was one of the scientists that began analyzing that very early data. Now, in July 2013, Reeves and a group of his colleagues from various institutions have published the results of their analyses of that early data. And already, they seem to have answered a key question about how the particles in the Van Allen belts get their energy. Now, as is often the case, scientists had some theories about this before the probes were launched. How do you accelerate particles in space? Well, one mechanism was already well known. It's called radial acceleration or diffusive acceleration. Basically, if particles are on a trajectory toward the Earth, they can gain energy. It has to do with their position relative to the magnetic field. So if this were the key driver of the Van Allen particles, that would mean that the particles originated outside the belts, then moved toward the Earth, gaining energy, and then congregated in these regions. Now scientists know that radial acceleration definitely takes place in the Van Allen belts, 
But in the 1990s, a growing body of evidence began to suggest that maybe there was a different mechanism working inside the Van Allen belts, accelerating the particles locally. By that time, scientists had found ways to accelerate particles here on Earth inside particle colliders like the Tevatron and later the Large Hadron Collider. And a theory emerged that maybe the particles were being accelerated with the same mechanism that physicists use in particle accelerators here on Earth. And it's something called wave particle acceleration. And a, a really good way to picture that is with this tetherball motion. If, if the electron is the tetherball and it's going around the magnetic field the way that a tetherball goes around the pole, what the wave does is it hits it at exactly the right time. Each time it comes around, it hits it again and again. And each time you hit it, it gets more and more energy and it goes faster and faster. And um, that's what we found was happening in this particular event. It was these electromagnetic waves that were just accelerating the electrons uh, right where they were. There have been previous efforts to search for this acceleration mechanism in the Van Allen belts, but the data was always insufficient, and the satellites kept running into the same problem. They were too slow. A typical satellite orbit through the radiation belts is 12 hours to several days. And back in the 90s, we found that the radiation belts were changing much faster than that. So you'd have a satellite would go out through the radiation belts and you'd get one picture, it would come back in again, and everything had completely changed. So we could see the before and we could see the after, but we couldn't see what was happening as it was happening. So the designers of the NASA Van Allen probes tackled this problem in two ways. They made the satellites faster, and they used two of them. We picked a, a little bit faster orbit, so it's about a nine-hour orbit. And then we have two satellites. And so nine hours, two satellites, inbound, outbound, means you, you get a, a picture of the radiation belts every couple of hours. So it's kind of like the difference between you know, a flip card animation and a, a Pixar animation. Uh, we used to have this kind of very jerky a uh, picture of before and after, and now we can really see things as they happen. In the data that was sent back from the probes, Reeves and his co-authors observed a highly energetic event that had the frequency and the timing to indicate wave-particle acceleration. And since then, the probes have observed more of these highly energetic events that scientists are now going to look at and see if they have the same signatures. Reeves says this is an important step toward being able to predict when Van Allen particles might be harmful to satellites. Well, I think this will definitely help predictions in the future, but it's only one link in the chain. Um, a good way of thinking about it is um, with hurricanes, we know that the source of energy for that hurricane are these uh, regions of hot water in the ocean. And so by monitoring the ocean and knowing where these hot spots uh, might form and what sort of conditions form the hot spots, we can predict pretty well when hurricanes are most likely. Without knowing what produced hurricanes, we wouldn't have a chance of predicting it. And it's kind of like that with this acceleration process, that we know now 
what the source of that energy is, and we can start monitoring for the conditions that would lead up to big enhancement events. But we haven't connected all of the links of the chain yet. The two Van Allen probes are still very early into their careers, and hopefully they'll provide scientists with even more information about the dynamics of these particle swarms. It's also interesting to note that this is the first time scientists have observed wave particle acceleration in nature. And the fact that it happens could actually tell us something about the universe as a whole. Because when we're talking strictly about regular matter, the universe is a plasma universe. The, the amount of stuff that's not electrons and ions is, is almost insignificant. All the suns in all the galaxies and all the stuff in between the, the planets and all the stuff in between the suns is all plasma. It's all charged particles. You know, the, the little rock that we live on here, the Earth and the atmosphere that has these neutral particles, um, atoms and molecules, comprise a very small part of the universe. So a lot of what's going on out there are plasma processes. So the more that we know generally about how energy moves around and what things are happening in this plasma universe, the better a picture that we have of, you know, our, our home in space. Thank you again to Jeff Reeves for being on the podcast. The paper we discussed today is titled Electron Acceleration in the Heart of the Van Allen Radiation Belts. It was published in the journal Science. In addition to Los Alamos National Laboratory, that paper was co-authored by scientists from the University of New Hampshire, the University of Colorado Boulder, the University of California, Los Angeles, the University of Iowa, the NASA Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland, and the Aerospace Corporation of El Segundo, California. You've been listening to the Physics Central podcast. As always, you can find more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at physicscentral.com. Tune in next week for more Physics Central.